I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. All right, hi, I'm Raul, and I'm here at Westside Training Center in Los Angeles with Eric Flores. He is a Cobrina Blue Belt here at the school, and um, maybe, maybe you don't know, but yeah, this is a Cobrina affiliate school here in West Los Angeles, um, so that's our jiu-jitsu program that we have here. Um, but what we want to talk about is uh, some recent comments in an interview done by Keenan Cornelius regarding Nogi and how that has changed a lot. Um, uh, be, like, so there's going to be a lot of differences between Gi and Nogi. But at Black Belt, you don't really see a lot of guard passes anymore from the high-level guys, whereas in, in the Gi IBJF competitions, you, you see the full gambit of positions from yeah. guard play, people get passed, people get their backs taken, people get choked, arm barred, leg locked, everything's there. But in, the, in Nogi, it seems like it's kind of imploding that's why i say imploding the game is what was out here it's becoming more dense and smaller around leg locks and takedowns mm. and leg locks and wrestling we have a yeah. comment here basically right. so it's catch wrestling it, yeah it's become <laughs> submission and it was always it was adcc has always been like this right but the ibjf rules from um transferring into nogi sort of encouraged a more passing guard playing style which i really liked because i i like playing guard but as people as the overall level and understanding of passing and being on top progresses it's the the inherent advantage of being on top is becoming more prevalent so being on top of someone you have gravity on your side and that's a huge huge advantage and people are getting much better at taking it advantage of that advantage mm-hmm. so people who like to play guard guard is actually becoming less effective in nogi and to the point where you can't really play an effective guard in the sense of sweeping someone and getting on top with it the guards that are effective now are guards that set up leg locks mm-hmm. or set up takedowns so like 90 percent of transitions you see in nogi are a leg lock position to sweep or a sweep attempt into like a single leg or double leg something mm-hmm. like that so eric what are some of your thoughts here yeah um, seeing the interview with keenan it was it was actually refreshing it was confirmation because um, ever since i started my jujitsu journey you know which uh started some time ago i always had been told you have to do the gi you have to do the gi to to evolve in this in this game in this martial art, and last time I wore a gi was taekwondo. You know, then I went to folk style wrestling in high school, and so just no gi always just seemed more natural. It was an easier transition, and um, I always just kind of stuck to my guns and in my whole journey. Any school I've been to, any coach I've had, and just respectfully declined, and just stuck to no gi. And um, now hearing Keenan's comments, it just confirms everything I've ever kind of believed but didn't know how to articulate or maybe was bold enough just to say out loud but he's obviously a more cre- more credible guy to have a voice on it so yeah i just uh, really enjoyed his interview and uh, talking about uh, 
where Nogi is evolving to now, even at the higher levels of competition. Yeah, so I think it wasn't just Keenan, but um, I've seen other like jujitsu black belts. They talk about where it's like uh, a lot of the tournaments that have points, right. they will kind of favor the top game anyway. Like so, say if you're on the bottom and you sweep someone, so you reverse them, and all of a sudden you're on top, you get points for that, right? right. You get points for uh, sometimes even uh, you know getting that takedown, or so it's all these like easy points that you could be getting um, where like. You end up on top, or you're yeah. you're on top at the end of your attack, right? So, right. Um, I think it's always kind of been like that, but I guess um, like one of the things that that Keenan was pointing out is that like if you are on top, you know, you got a lot of things on your side, right? Yeah. Like, like not only can there be like a point advantage, but then also uh, the physics advantage, right? The gravity, right? Right. So, like having to bear another person's weight. You know, if you're on the bottom, it's like, and if you're on your back facing up, you know. You, You'd be pushing on them or trying to frame on them or whatever, and um, uh, you get tired, right? Because right? not just pushing back a person, you're also like, you you know, you're 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 you got the the pressure of gravity kind of coming on you. So it's not just the weight or like if they're on your side, if you're both on the side pushing someone off, it'll be less fatiguing than if they're on top of you for right. a while. Right. So um, you do you've been doing a lot of like work on. Um, your bottom game, right? So, like a jujitsu style, like where you're on your back and stuff. Can you kind of tell us, like, some of the the differences that you've been noticing, or how you've been learning that? Yeah, I mean, I started out, of course, coming from wrestling. I start off just only top game, and I hate, like most wrestlers, I hated being on my back. I was definitely afraid of it, especially in competition when I was competing. And I just didn't, I didn't have a guard of any kind. You know, I didn't, wasn't on the back at all, and. Um, I learned to do be even be more comfortable even with way bigger opponents on top of me. Um, so I kind of got away from my my top game for a couple years, and I'm very grateful that uh, the coaches have given me multiple guards from my back and being on comfortable on the bottom. But I definitely was missing cross training with with wrestling, you know. And so coming back to catch wrestling um, from a couple years ago when I first met you, I. Um, I definitely am getting more confident and comfortable again being on top, especially now rolling with the bigger guys. Uh, I heard a recent comment by Henry Cejudo, actually. Yeah. He was teaching how to t uh, to takedowns with bigger opponents, and he just said, well, first of all, just being a smaller guy, you just shouldn't, you want, want to be under a bigger guy because there's a lot of power there, there's a lot of force there. He said, so I'm going to show you some takedowns so that you're not so much underneath them. And I think even when you get to the ground, some probably watching this would argue, well, yeah, your jiu-jitsu should still be good enough, though, to be underneath. But I don't, I mean, why be a martyr, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if you can kind of still have a different strategy, and this is all, if jiu-jitsu is all about a thinking sport, it's a thinking man sport, a thinking man game, well, and I'm, I'm a super featherweight, by the way, so I compete at 137, and I'm 5'5". Five five. So I face guys who are 6'4", sometimes 300 pounds, I think, getting more confidence to be able to be more on top again, you know, and, and so, like I said, why needlessly suffer and just put myself underneath the guy? Yeah. So it's been nice getting back to those wrestling roots of having more of a different mentality mm -hmm. and looking for things that I would have looked for before. Mm -hmm. All right, so then since you mentioned the, your wrestling background and then you, you're studying catch wrestling as well, um, let's go ahead and talk about that where it's like so like we saw from the Cornelius interview they even kind of threw out the, the term catch wrestling right, right. during the interview where they're talking about the um, it's kind of 
some of the, or at least Nogi's kind of starting to evolve to favor wrestling. Right. And Cornelius was saying that ADCC has always seemed to favor wrestlers anyway. But we do have a lot of people who are doing like folk style or freestyle. Um, from your experience, uh, you know, you've done the folk style and right. now you're, you're uh, learning more of the catch wrestling. There, there is that difference between those two styles too, right? And the catch wrestling has the submissions. So um, I feel personally that that's going to give you an even bigger advantage yeah. than uh, an amateur, like folk style or freestyle background. But I think they're both excellent to yeah. sports to do. But if you can use that, um, those wrestling fundamentals, and then have all these submission finishes, that's like, that's going to really give you an advantage. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. It's kind of like, I think that uh, I was telling someone I was trying to go back to catch wrestling, and someone made the comment, like, oh, so you're just going to be pulling stuff out of nowhere now, you know, like you're you're adding more tools to your tool belt. You know, anytime you cross-train, that's great. I mean, even Cobrina himself, Mm -hmm. when he did his Super Grand Slam last year, I think in an interview, with flow grappling, he, mm-hmm. he actually gave credit to his wrestling coach. He was doing freestyle wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had been wrestling for six to eight years, cross-training with wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it was cool because he does capoeira, and now he's doing wrestling to help round out his jiu-jitsu. And he's a, a high-level black belt, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing where even, for example, when I'm on in, in someone's half guard, right away I'm thinking maybe to mount or just to get out of his half guard and I'm looking at a jiu-jitsu perspective but then even you were talking to me last week a catch wrestling perspective to start looking for double wrist locks from that position and not being so concerned that my leg is stuck mm-hmm. in someone's half guard that I actually can pull off a submission from that position um, where in jiu-jitsu I want to maybe get out of that first and then start working a position to lead to a submission but um, that's what's been pretty eye-opening and awesome about catch wrestling is that I'm kind of seeing things that I didn't see before or I didn't even know was an option, yeah. you know. So that's what's been pretty cool and exciting is kind of putting more tools in my tool belt with catch wrestling. And also kind of I'm finding myself finding a love again for wrestling, yeah. like back to my roots. And I'm very passionate about jiu-jitsu, but I'm also kind of finding that passion and fire again yeah. uh, uh, in wrestling, Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I think that goes back to what you were saying, how like you always had more of an affinity to no gi. And, and, and I mean, I'm sure you can, this can apply to gi as well, but I mean, I'm kind of agreeing you in, with from that point of view where it's like it does seem where it's like if we have more of these even like submission-only tournaments right. um, or even the catch wrestling tournaments where you have the pin and submission, there's like no points, then you're going to have this more like pure... Uh, exciting version yeah. of grappling, right? And because, like, personally, I believe, like, yeah, if you're adding points, then yeah, you're going to be thinking about points. You're going to be thinking, like, oh man, I got to pass the guard because maybe I can get points, or I got to, you know, go to mount because of the points and stuff. And then, yeah, if you exactly. don't have to be, exactly. you're not putting that pressure on yourself, then you can just, like, just go for it. Try to, you know, get that guy down, submit them, whether it be like the ankle lock or the double wrist lock or. Uh, in catch wrestling, we have the cross face, right? So these neck cranks and stuff. So uh, if we could be thinking in those ways, not like strategy, point strategy. Right. Yeah, that's exciting, to, to me at least. Yeah, I know you're exactly right. Sometimes you kind of confession, you know, I think a lot of people would say sometimes you, because of that point system, you kind of even subconsciously, maybe even indirectly, you start thinking, well, I'm going to go into this tournament, this competition, not to lose. Mm-hmm. instead of going into it thinking, I'm going to go win. 
-hmm. you know, because the points, as long as I don't get submitted, I don't get finished, I can score some points, and then you can kind of just, you kind of just um, play it safe. Yeah. You know, not saying that anyone's a coward out there or scared. I think anyone who shows up to the tournament has got some, you know, confidence, obviously, and courage, the fact that they showed up. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like you said, with no point mentality, just pin and submission, you're just trying to go for the finish, and you mm -hmm. take more risk, and you're not as cautious mm -hmm. because you're not worried about, oh, it's three points here, and I got four points there. Now mm -hmm. this guy's two points ahead of me, and mm -hmm. you're just kind of playing that game instead. Yeah, yeah. You're not giving yourself that stress. Right. All right. So if anybody wants to... Because you're active on Instagram. Yes, and, active on social media. So if you follow me on Instagram, actually, uh, it'd be at Eric Flores Fitness. All right. Okay, cool. And then pretty soon you're going to be uh, representing in New Zealand, right? Right. I'm going to be uh, at uh, Lion's Den MMA as the strength and conditioning coach. And I'm also going to be competing over there uh, in jiu-jitsu, no gi. Uh, within Australia and New Zealand and hopefully a few other countries around there as well. Right, yeah, hopefully like, we can meet up in Australia. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You come out and yeah. do a catch wrestling seminar or yeah. you know, meet up with the Kiwis in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Oh, man, I love it out there. So yeah, if anybody's seeing this out there, yeah, please uh, bring us out because you know, we're already in Singapore and stuff. So um, love Australia, that whole area. All right. Well, thanks for watching. Thank you for being here. Oh, it was a pleasure, Coach, as always. <laughs> See you later. Right, see ya.